Warning. Serious Business is a podcast about Homestuck. I think you'll find that when it comes to striving for a reasonable approximation of legitimacy, we are simply the most barely adequate there is. I am surprised you went with that one. I really like, I don't know if I'm ready to process the ramifications of this bullshit, though. <laughs> That's me That's how every I time right we do now. this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Serious Business, a Homestuck book club. My name is Sam. My pronouns are he and him. And if I were to introduce troll shipping dynamics into a romance piece of media, I think Ted Lasso would be very interesting to have troll shipping in. You're right. Listen, Ted can be with Rebecca and Trent Krim. He has two hands. (laughs) He's got to fill all them quadrants. Amazing. Hold on. I need to know. Is it Moirails with Trent Krim or is this full flush? This is a good question. I think actually Ted Becca, Moirails. But then but then Rebecca can't be Moirails with Keely. Whole butt. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I need to think through Things this to some think more. About. Uh, anyway, Rupert has a whole bunch of black ROM <laughs> options. I mean, listen, Anthony Stewart head. I would. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Samariel. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, you can call me Sam, you can call me Ari. If I were to introduce troll romance dynamics into a rom-com, I, I feel like the film Mr. Right, which is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time, actually does have some space for troll dynamics. Because you've got the flush romance that's at the heart of it. you got Steve and Mr. Right as Moirails. You got Hopper and Mr. Right as Black Rom. Like, it's it's already there. I'm not sure who who's doing the intercession situation. But, but, you got three out of the four and that ain't bad. Hello, I'm Bastion. He's he, they. And uh, if I was going to introduce uh, troll romance dynamics to a piece of media, uh, it would be Brandon Sanderson's uh, The Stormlight Archive. Uh, because really what Brandon <laughs> Sanderson needs is one more complicated system to explain to readers. <laughs> no! Stop! Honestly, though, I think we've been doing this wrong. I think we shouldn't be thinking rom-coms, and we should be thinking uh, soap operas. Oh, okay. Oh. Yes. Columbo. With troll romance. <laughs> I don't know enough about Columbo to That's fine. Here's the thing. Columbo we don't you don't ever learn enough about Columbo to know what his chart is other than flush for Mrs. Columbo. But the crimes that get done regarding everything else in that situation, absolutely wild. That's actually every person is in that show is black flirting with Columbo. Oh, when they're yeah. like, I will get away with this murder. And oh, he absolutely. is black flirting back with them when Jack he's Cassidy, not letting them get away with the murder. Jack Cassidy and Columbo in all three episodes. Absolutely, absolutely black Rama. Every fucking time. Fucking Johnny Cash, his character, absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, like Johnny Cash was in Columbo? Johnny Cash is in Columbo, yes. Whoa. And he, he plays a gospel singer who does a Columbo. murder. And Columbo is like, hey, uh, listen, you did a crime. Am I attracted to you? Wildly. But do you need to go to jail? <laughs> also, yes. 
He very nearly gets away with it. He 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 tricks Columbo for a while, and it's like, oh my. This week, happy Valentine's Day, friends. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Uh, oh yeah, the the troll romance intro <laughs> gag was completely intentional and on purpose. You're welcome, America. That's my gift to you. This week we read pages 46, 67 through 47, 27. It's Act 6 Intermission 2. Is there Penis a funny Ouija. name for this one? Penis Ouija? Okay, there it is. Penis Ouija holds up, as Bastion said <laughs> at the, before we started recording. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I agree with that myself, but okay. Christ almighty. Give me a, a, a good chuckle. A I had one guffaw. laugh this section, and we will get to it when we get to it. But <laughs> before that, Sam, do you have any first impressions? Oh, boy. How you feeling? So, well, so, I mean, we we have... Any time Carcat is on, on deck, you know you're in for massive i mean like fucking massive walls of text as uh you message or said last time uh and when rose has to tell us what the fucking plot is you are also in for massive fucking walls of fruity colored text and by god i we got through it it was fine like it it wasn't as difficult as maybe some of the past walls of text have been, but it's still like, oh, geez. Okay, here we go. Time for the info dump. Let's do it. And so it's, you know, these are the moments where I remember the many, many people who when I, when I say, oh, I do a Homestuck podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go, oh, yeah, I used to read that. And then I gave up. It got real confusing and elaborate, and I didn't want to keep going. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Valid. Um, yeah, two two major info dump and weird bullshit sections mixed with uh, a hussy interlude where some weird shit happens. Yeah. And it's it's like, okay, I get I. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Why not? This was a section to get through um, yep. <laughs> rather than... Frankly, how I feel about this intermission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, this this is a section to get through. And it's fine. Shrug. Those are my impressions. I actually do think Karkat talking to himself is really interesting. It is here. definitely more interesting than it has been, I think, I mean, it definitely helps that they introduce this whole different color text thing. Yes, and you, you for sure. You see the cyclical, like you know, here I am in the web of my own making. Um, Car cat is jealous. <laughs> indeed, um, it's all the classic shit of Jesus Christ, Car cat, get over yourself. As well as you know, there is some interesting stuff. Honestly, the most interesting stuff was the stuff in the images while Carcat was talking. Yeah, that never really get like reflected on because we we skip like we're we are a year into their journey, and mm-hmm. they're they're just very quickly like, yeah, we saw a bunch of crazy shit in a bunch of bubbles, and we're just getting through it. And it's like, wait, no, uh, okay, well, I mean, yeah. 
I suppose we don't need to know what's going on there, but also that seemed way more interesting than listening to Carcat hate himself for another <laughs> 20 pages. So, you know, you do what you can. Yeah. Um, this section starts off with a hussy interlude as Andrew Hussey attempts to nurse Spade Slick back to health. Uh, apparently spade slick survived the destruction of the uh trolls universe when he killed snowman and now he's a cyborg we have the technology we can rebuild him um it's not a super long interlude what else happens here it's it's very brief um it's it's hussy trying to nurse spade slick back to health trying to get him to drink this milk i just milked it from the butler and when you say nurse we mean it quite literally. There's a yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. There's a couple of pages where the the text is Hussy talking, and we see um, Ms. Paint, the woman. Yes, Miss Paint. Miss Paint, Ms. Paint. Ha 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 ha. Uh, she ladles some Scotty Dog soup, and then uh, it is a the the visuals of this is, are pretty cool. Um, just in the drama of it, because yeah. it, she she's walking down the hall. She's going to bring the soup so that they can continue to nurse Spade Slick, and then she drops the soup because fucking Lord English is there. Yeah. Well, but you don't know it's Lord English for so long because like she's walking toward the mm-hmm. the camera. There's no mm-hmm. camera. She's walking like you know it's about. an image of her walking towards us, the viewer, and she sees something and she drops the tray, and then we mm-hmm. just see like the tray on the ground the soup spills and then lord english's foot yeah all while this like bullshit text of whatever the fuck hussy is saying in another room is going on which is i feel like is a classic homestuck thing of here's something ridiculous and inane while something incredibly dramatic is happening on spade slick stabbed me i think it was a thank you stab no he stabbed me again he's not saying thank you once the once the tray drops though, there is no more text. True. Until the cut. Yeah. It's very um, dramatic. It's very suspenseful. Very cinematic. Yeah. It's cool. I liked it. Um, it's a nice little sequence. It's also does a good job building the tension when she drops the thing because it's like, oh, yeah. what did she see? You know. Um, and then it's the guy. Lord English is here. He's got the head of the Andrew Hussey bot. That's about it. Yep. The Lizard King. The Lizard King. Um, We do, going back to Andrew Hussey, though, we get one panel of Andrew Hussey in this section. Mm. And Andrew Hussey is dressed, well, he's in cosplay. Sam, can you, th- in he- cosplay. Yeah, they they are presumably cosplaying. Well, okay, because it's a okay. So it's Hussy with the wiggly horns and wearing the um, what is that symbol called? The caduceus. The caduceus, yeah. The caduceus symbol on a green suit with a six or a nine on the wrist. I think un- that's just like a stitching with a button. Sure, I don't know. Oh, and also with like a white wig because Hussey has brown hair traditionally. Yeah. Uh, white wig with the wiggly horns. So, yeah, pre- presumably this is Hussey dressing up as a character we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, the um, horns are on a headband. Uh, 
Very typical of troll cosplay. Hussie's skin is painted gray like a troll, but the paint is like peeling yeah, off. It's, it's shittily painted gray. Um, we have, in fact, seen curly horns before in one panel like as Yu Yu was talking to Dirk, the friendly Yu Yu. Um, yep. Yeah. Also, um, this figure looks like um, the poster we saw for Complacency of the Lyranid. Um, mm, of yeah. the the Calmasis figure. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Cool. Lord English is here. And also the horse butler's here. And also, yeah, Arthur. He is. He did die. Like he was a sprite. He was fully I mean, dead. A sprite. Maybe this is a different. It could be a different horse butler. Maybe this is a different horse butler. Also, Lord English fills up this like whole frame and looks super intimidating, and it's real good. And Miss Paint looks so small, and I (laughs) like that. It's good composition. He sure is here. Oh, car cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he is wont to do, car cat opens a memo. And it only gets worse. Yeah. Honestly, this conversation feels like someone who has moved on regressing a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't... Anyway. There is clearly the want for improvement, but the right. lack of ability to do so. Because, I mean, it's... it's Carcat opens this memo to vent about stuff slash talk to his future self and as Carcat is wont to do begins yelling at his future self and saying a whole bunch of shit at and the two of them fighting because Carcat is full of so much self-loathing it fills up multiple people well specifically this is Carcat 10 minutes, ten minutes from in now. the future yeah and as we will find out, it takes 10 minutes for Karkat to get to the end of this conversation, at which point he has it over again. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, he does come away from the conversation feeling like he's reached a, a new understanding. Like, this is... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of regression, but it is also, like, sort of a step forward in a way where it's, like, future Karkat comes away from the conversation feeling like okay that was stupid but also i did get to talk about the thing that i wanted to talk about mm-hmm. and yes. i feel like i understand my thoughts on it more yeah for sure um honestly Carcat just needs to journal in a place where his uh past and future selves can't uh yes uh <laughs> Yeah, so future Carcat starts off this conversation talking in red, at which point he switches back. Uh, he switches back to gray, and then current Carcat's like, "I guess I'll be the mature one and turn my text red." Um, this is a hint that Carcat's jealous of Dave, mm. and also a very nice gift from Andrew Hussey being like, "Hey, agreed. Here's a Carcat rant, but also I am going to let you know who's talking." Yeah. Indeed. It's Which, all you know Carcat the whole time, though. All Carcat, all the way down. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All Carcat, <laughs> all the time. Carcat on Carcat violence. 
So much self-loathing, you won't even know what to do with yourself. Yeah, they have a conversation about mortality and uh, how death is messed up in Homestuck, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Because they've been traveling through these dream bubbles for a whole year, um, meeting different doomed versions of themselves and their friends, as well as some of the actual like versions of their friends, it seems. Um, but like one of the big things here is that they meet sometimes like God tier versions of their friends who are like technically supposed to be immortal, but actually because they weren't quote unquote, like what was supposed to happen are dead. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as they talk about this, we see a, uh, dead God tier Aridan and Feferi, uh, who help heal, uh, wv from his uh jack fist hole in his abdomen (laughs) and uh then you know we see wv is uh later on in this section he's alive and well so love that not only yeah he's alive and well and is has rebuilt can town yes with help from Dave and Terezi, but we Which are getting ahead of we're ourselves. We're getting very ahead of ourselves. But yeah, no, this section, yeah, Carcat needs a journal where he can just talk about shit and get feelings out. Because some of the things that he wants to reflect on are like, you know, he's just been through a ton of horrific shit, like, and it hasn't really stopped. And, and so, like, he's reflecting on, you know, like, the nature of fate on, you know... These people are way more powerful than us, but they're dead because, you know, their timeline, quote unquote, wasn't supposed to happen because of some arbitrary decision. And so, like, he's reflecting on genuinely, like, massive and potentially troubling ideals. And all he is getting in response is him shit-talking himself. Yeah. Do we know what the alpha timeline is at this point yet? Is that a thing that Doc Scratch said? I mean, yeah. No, because it'll say a thing of like, oh, what kind of a timeline would it be if so-and-so were to be dead? Not one that the Alpha timeline would allow. Yeah, but do yeah. we know specifically what the what the reasoning behind the Alpha timeline is yet? No. Okay. Slash, I don't know what that means. So the, okay. the Alpha timeline is, I don't think this is that big a spoiler. I don't know. The Alpha Timeline is the timeline through which Lord English comes to be and comes to be defeated. Mm. And so that is the timeline this story is telling. Now, we do get glimpses of doomed timelines that are relevant to the Alpha Timeline, like Dayspread's timeline and uh, Vriska fighting Jack, which was doomed. But we also get peeks at these timelines that uh where you know your favorite characters Aridan and Feferi got to have fulfilling character arcs and go to god tier you know like yeah also this is the first time we see the hope symbol correct on Aridan's uh oh yeah the like dual yeah. wing thing I think so were those supposed to be wings yeah it's like a a double wing thing yeah Cause the angels, cause 
He's oh, that's got right, because the, the angels. He did all the angel murders. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the land of wrath and angels. Yeah. What else did I have written down here? Oh, yeah, Karkat sits himself down for a romance conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because apparently, I mean, it's been a year, and Terezi and Dave are, like, pretty close, hanging out, doing all sorts of things, and Karkat's, Karkat's jealous. Right. Well, and Karkat's also like, hey, dude, you've been sending Terezi mixed signals for as long as you've known her. Oh, yeah. There, there is sort of the calling himself out about shitty behavior of like, hey, you are not innocent in this situation. Yeah. And that, I think, is sort of the tragedy with Carcat is when Carcat has these conversations with himself, both characters tend to have valid points, like both versions of himself will. Right. But it always gets so wrapped up in, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, you're worthless, you're garbage, you're trash. And it's like, okay, well, then none of this is going to go through. You're just going to keep doing this. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh-huh. it's, it's sad. I do like Carcat. I just wish Carcat liked Carcat. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else we want to say about this conversation? Um, I feel like there's something that we should say about, like, we've talked about, like, the existence of dream bubbles in homestuck before and it's like narrative implications as these places where like you're like severed from the narrative and like right do -hmm. not have a chance to progress but like it's also kind of an interesting experiment in providing windows into ways characters could have progressed or like Yeah. yeah like there is a story where Feffrey and Aridin managed to make it to God tier, and like there is an arc there. It's just not the one that we're reading. Which like we'll get more to later, I'm sure. But like, yeah, it's a it's a it, classic what if situation. It is one of the things, yeah. I think that made that helped to make Homestuck very generative in its fandom mm. in terms yes. of oh, like, yeah. there are more stories to be told here than we are telling here oh yeah it, it is like an it is like aggressively welcome to speculative fiction yeah which i'm i'm sure plenty of the fans were like hey you know and we've had so many characters that came in and then were relatively immediately dispatched of that had so much potential but had to be destroyed in favor of bullshit timeline shenanigans and so it's like yeah you know there's so much potential here that didn't get explored so like yeah no aggressively welcome to speculative fiction well and i think also right like we've talked about the dream bubbles being sort of like a Peter Pan space of like, these are the kids who don't get to grow up. Mm. And we not only like that is also sort of happening to our characters on the meteor who are traveling through the land of the dead. Like Mm. there's not a lot of opportunity for character. Like, and we can see some like character growth happening with car cat a little bit with Dave, but like not really. Well, these well, characters okay. are our our meteor friends are static as they are traveling through this land. 
I disagree, actually. Fight, they are fight, stuck, but fight, like fight. this, this conversation that's happening here and the next one that we're about to talk about are the like trolls and kids catching up to the alpha timeline, right? This right. is the introduction of teen drama into, into the, the yeah. relatively low drama uh, pre-scratch sessions. Yeah, that's true. And really, it would all be solved if Carcat and Dave just kissed. <laughs> I'm getting yeah, ahead of Dave. myself. Hold Come your on. horses there. <laughs> Who am I, Andrew Hussey? You think I'm going to hold horses? What are you going to do without a horse? Oh, uh, I mean, Hussey, I don't think is holding it. That's true. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. That's a good point. I think you're right. I think there's also right like the the regression of Carcat fighting with Carcat is uh cuz they're traveling through the land of the past of memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I don't know. And also It's been uh, a year. It's been a year and It's I, been a year. It it seems like not actually that much has happened maybe uh and people are getting bored. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Time for uh, Rose to be the vehicle for the story Ag- again. <laughs> yeah, I have thoughts about Rose as like the the instrument through which the story knows itself and writes itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so then we head to the lounge and it took me a, a bit to realize that this is the computer lab from the first alternia bound game but they've added like some bookshelves and couches and like mm-hmm. a lot of rugs a lot of rugs a lot of rugs it looks cozy and homey now it very very much does uh dave comes in looking for terezi Gamzee is the imposter. He's been hiding in the vents for a year after killing a bunch of his crewmates. Um, no one's bothered to call an emergency meeting. No one's bothered to call an emergency meeting. Dave's like, yeah, Kanaya, do you want to like kill Gamzee in a in a black romantic way? And Kanaya's like, no, I no. just think that guy needs to die. That guy just fucking sucks. Yeah. Which I feel, girl. I feel. Dave, is she trying to be his kismet fish? Rose, I'm saying no such thing. Dave, well, if she hates him, isn't that what that means? Rose, Dave, don't be a dick. You're embarrassing her. Dave, haha, no, I'm not. She's cool. Look, she's being cool about it. Kanaya, I'm being I cool, being about, cool about, it. about it. See? It's not like that. I just want to find him and at least wound him somewhat. Yeah, see? I knew there had to be a perfectly harmless and unerotic explanation. <laughs> Which I also thought about putting in as an intro for this episode. <laughs> but yeah, then Kanaya says, no, see, I'm explaining this badly. All I'm saying is basically just fuck that guy. Yeah, Kanaya here is still glowing with her vampire powers. Hell yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> she seems to be having a bad time. <laughs> yeah. So Rose does some exposition dump. Yep. Um, which... Is helpful to explain the flash we just watched if it confused you. As well as throw a whole bunch of new shit at you that's like, okay, sure. Why not? I don't not? think there's a lot of new stuff here. Well, there's stuff about like a void session sure, versus yeah. the other fucking the null term. session. N- Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, void yeah, yeah. session, null session, all that shit. 
Um, I do also want to note that the coffee maker machine that Dave uh, gets the coffee out of is an Earthbound reference. Uh, um, oh, yeah? Okay. Because yeah, this machine does... is called the Instant Revitalizing Device, and it appears in Earthbound and in Mother 3. It is a machine that, like, you go into it, you get a full heal. Like, it's it's essentially like a Pokemon Center type thing. Mm. And so the joke here is that it's a coffee maker. Uh-huh. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the, um, the, the lounge furniture looks like Ussie has uh, looted some 16-bit uh, game uh, asset packs. Yeah. Some of this I want to say is, like, Secret of Mana. I don't know a lot about retro gaming. I know there have been Secret of Mana references before Yeah, the Gamzee dancing was... I do also like... They just have a plant here in the corner. That's cool. Yeah. Several candelabras. Yeah. Honestly, would hang out in this space. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very um, astro-punk industrial chic (laughs) yeah Uh, dark academia on a budget (laughs) dark academia on a spaceship on a budget (laughs) true um dave makes a comment about like wait we should just be getting wasted there's no adults here but he's just talking to himself about it pretty much anyway rose has this tome that she's chronicling everything from their session in can't wait to read that it's when Homestuck. The next... You're reading Homestuck. Yeah. Dave is sure. like, so it's like your nigh unreadable game fact in tome form. Yes. And she's like, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, this is probably just like a whole bunch of candy coated bullshit dialogue. Sure the fuck is. So then we get the void sessions and null sessions stuff. Yep. Oh, yeah. Dave's like. <laughs> How's everything going to go wrong this time? And Rose is like, oh, it already has. Oh, well, in fact, um, here's exactly how. So terminology here. I don't think we're going to be using this terminology after this conversation. I hope but not. But it gets used in some fandom spaces. So a null session is a regular game session that ends up failing. Uh, all is, of the sessions yeah. we've seen to this point, the troll session and the human session. Mm-hmm. Um, Void sessions are a special kind of null session where nothing is prototyped before entry, um, which is why there aren't towers on Prospect and Durs. Um, and it fails in the special way of nothing happens uh, and then everybody dies. Yeah, Rose says here, um, by contrast, it leads to a rather harmless, uneventful session. Underlings remain unaugmented and so does the royalty. And while this may sound advantageous to the players, it's a curse in disguise. The lack of prototypings which keeps adversaries unevolved has the same influence on the battlefield. Without successive prototypings, the battlefield will never reach its final form, which must be fertilized to grow a new universe. So it's that it's that sort of like I mean building Roman, right? Like it's there's no adversity, so there can't be growth. Mm-hmm. Like from a metatextual level of analysis, that is sort of what's being said here by the characters in the book in the text yes but also i mean i I guess yeah it's just i don't know mm, mm. yeah 
Well, just because we've had two full sessions of game that yeah. were full of adversity and also had not no growth, but like apparently weren't good enough. Like the 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 adversity and the growth was not enough, and therefore, fuck you for trying. Like yeah. it's it's, I don't know this 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 just reads to me as more game bullshit that felt like a grasp at world building rather than. Well, it's it's. Uh, let's see if I can find it, because Rose does talk about it sort of in a like biological sense where like oh yeah all of this is predestined uh, well no in in that uh if like the game is the like reproductive mechanism for the universe uh the reproductive strategy is one of quantity over quality and like their most sessions like it, it like it is a very like a kind of downer philosophy of like <laughs> most yeah. life is meaningless yeah. uh most most endeavors are doomed to fail before they ever begin um absolutely which is yeah an interesting perspective and it does make you wonder if the person presenting it is perhaps biased towards that reading. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also uh, there's a very good uh, fan theory Tumblr post out there about the, the gods of the furthest ring coming from God tier players in like void sessions that go mad because they can't die heroic or just deaths interesting um and it's completely non-canon but this feels like this the point to mention it and say yeah that's really cool that is dope as shit i'd buy that yeah um it's a good theory it's a it's it's a a good good specific post that i remember Uh, which is why i'm bringing it up because it was good and i liked it it seems like something hussy would do uh yeah okay yes here it is rose uh, biologically speaking, it's expected that null sessions far outnumber the successful ones. When it comes to reproductive systems, overwhelming redundancy is commonplace. A universe has a reproductive system that spreads many seeds, as it were, most of which never come to fruition. So we shouldn't feel too bad for, about our results, really. It was quite par for the course. Uh, which is... Mm, it's with, just like... Like it know. is true, I... but like it is also not like the only it's reproductive strategy. Yeah. Right. right. And it's well, like it's it's, it's fucking it's specifically... predestination. Don't feel bad. You were always meant to fail. Like. Right. Okay. Well, then why should I even bother fucking trying then? Well, it's not that you were always meant to fail. It's that you were always likely to fail, but there were enough of you that someone would succeed. Right. It's the like tadpole uh theory of reproduction which is interesting tadpole. because it's very specifically the universe is a frog <laughs> Fuck off. bastard well, said yes. tadpole i did say tadpole uh and it i guess that is correct um 
yes, the universe is a frog, and therefore this theory of reproduction makes complete sense. So <laughs> we will question it no further. <laughs> well, but also it gives some explanation to the uh, Fedora Freaks sperm session, right? Like there are other sperm sessions happening that were hinted at in early Homestuck with like the map of all the meteors that Rose saw of like all the people who were around the world who were starting to play the game. Um, which is another way that Homestuck is generative because you can write your own fan comic about like a different group of people playing this game, right? That also fail in interest, right? Like, mm -hmm. or maybe they succeed or maybe they succeed. Like it's not that success is an impossibility. It's just an improbability. But what's interesting, while we're on the, the like biological reproduction aspect here, like the ends of the slider are lots of children with no oversight and a few children with lots of oversight, right? And so what we are doing here is we have people from an older session going to try and help a younger session right yes we're interfering with the chosen biological reproduction of the universe which we do see uh the courtyard droll blow up the battlefield at the center of the alpha yeah. kid skya but as rose says the plan is to for jade who's has the battlefield with her on the the prospitin battleship to drop the beta kids fully prototyped battlefield into Skya in the alpha kid session yeah and hopefully they can save the day together yeah and have a successful session because and dave brings up the frog breeding that he and jade did a whole bunch of because mm -hmm. they made that genesis tadpole it just ended up in the volcano sure oh it's a bunch of game bullshit whatever man yeah yeah, yeah. Also, uh, there won't be a reckoning in the alpha session because the uh, um, prospect Durst fight doesn't get that big, which is why the White Queen had the White King's scepter on Prospect when she clobbered Jack with it. Um, uh, the Frog Temple meteor still needs to get to Earth, but like because there's only like one or two meteors the earth and the alpha kid session won't be destroyed it'll be fine as long as you know an evil troll lady doesn't take it over well it'll be fine uh physically physically but how's the earth doing emotionally <laughs> uh <laughs> um i we will find out in electo i believe fair enough uh then Rose talks about the scratch and uh, helps explain how Dirk and Roxy are in the future. Yeah. This section, especially this exposition, super rides the line of things that are kind of clever about the world building and Andrew Hussey covering their ass. And so it's just like, all right, sure. Why not? Fuck it. Like, like the, it's, 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 it makes sense in the context of the situation, 
only in that Hussey has established that bullshit happens in the context of the situation. <laughs> so why would you expect anything else? And so I was like, fucking, all right, fine. Why not? Let's do your do your bullshit. Let's go here. It's, it's fine. It's weird and obnoxious and annoying, but like... It's what I signed up for when I agreed to do a Homestuck podcast, so. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Did we talk about that, like, the game being a set of trials sort of, like, decided between Skya and the gods of the furthest ring at one point? No. I don't. I don't think so. I don't remember. Maybe we did. The point is there's some interesting sort of, like, game cosmology here where Skya is not very active and so when the gamers make the request to scratch the session and create a new set of circumstances the only thing Skya can control is when the meteor portals open up mm, yes and so uh with the scratch it just changes the times that the player meteor portal or the meteors land and we get a very helpful graph here that shows uh when everyone's meteor lands before and after the scratch and uh it was really helpful to me as a first time reader because you can see dirk and roxy landing 413 years in the future um Dave is weirded out about the possibility of meeting Dirk, specifically yes. Teen Bro, which, yes. like, wonder why that would be <laughs> Can't child abuse. imagine why, yeah. Child abuse. Trauma. Um, <laughs> and then my, my one laugh of this section, when Rose is like, yeah, we saw one of them, and Dave's like, wait, who? And... Russ is like, yeah, like my mom and your mom. She's our mom. And Dave is like, why didn't you tell me? And Rose says, you're specifically wondering why I wasn't forthcoming with an answer to your question at the time. Hey, who is that choice babe in the pajamas? <laughs> <laughs> and and what it? I mean, this is just, you know, right. the narrative being the narrative. But uh, Rose then says, you don't find it nostalgic at all. Which like, oh, Roxy's username is Tipsy Nostalgic. <laughs> but also like Dave but and Rose also, definitely yeah. had some flirts going oh, on sure. before Hussey added to the story that they were siblings. Yeah. And 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 Dave brings it up here explicitly, being like, uh, stuff said between you and me before we knew we were related. Uh, th- we both knew that was a lot of horseplay bullfuckery between like smart ass ten year olds or whatever. You can't seriously have taken any of that seriously. Like wink because they're both gay (laughs) and then kanaya like fucking dr eggman goes what the fuck are you guys talking about (laughs) (laughs) i feel as though this conversation has utterly outmaneuvered my constructive involvement i'm going to have a concept of incest and then we get a callback because as kanaya is about to teleport away Carcat teleports in a la Aridin in that one flash. Yeah, and Kanaya even says, why does this always happen? Um, so I have written down here, Carcat wants to have a not poly poly relationship with Dave and Terezi. Yes. That is, in But fact... he explains this in the worst way possible. <laughs> hey, you're new to my culture. Read this trashy romance book. Do you want to read a book full of smut? 
Yes. Hussy, write the full version. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> At the very least, just outline it and have someone else write it like you did with the epilogues. I mean, yeah, didn't Hussey outline it in this fucking section? You're full. Andrew Hussey is James Patterson is a thought I too powerful for me to Andrew get Hussey into is super the deep internet's right now. James Patterson. <laughs> uh, not nearly prolific enough. Fair Hopes enough. It would have true. to be so much longer. Valid. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Karkat wants to do quadrant vacillation with <laughs> with Terezi. And so Dave can like date Terezi on the days that Carcat hates Terezi, and then on the days where Carcat's into Terezi, Dave can just like take a break or whatever. Notably, Carcat has not discussed this with Terezi yet. No. Which is also, like, all right, bro. And also, yeah, go ahead. It's no, it's very two guys fighting over a girl. Also, like we've made a big deal on this podcast about like Dave is gay, but also like Dave and Terezi. I do ship it. Like at it's this point cute. of the story, I do yeah. ship it. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. But yeah, it, it's it's not even like two guys fighting over a girl. It's it's one guy assuming they're fighting over a girl and the other being like, "Bro, what the fuck?" That's true. Also, Karkat seems oblivious to the third link in this love triangle, which is him and Dave. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Carcat also is like, hey, read this book. It's got real good quadrant dynamics. Um, and Dave's like, I can't read Alternian. And Carcat's like, that's okay. I'll I read it too. I will translate and read out loud to you. <laughs> Which and- also, Hussy, give us the audiobook. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. If you are making a love triangle and one man's reading a book to another man kind of romantic that's pretty gay bro listen uh it's it's not a a love triangle um because the 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 basic unit of uh love complication uh in troll society is a quadrangle um right for for is pretty much the minimum value for love hate and drangles which um, which is Although Which we is do weird get... because then Carcat's like, yeah, the fourth person in this book, not relevant to the explanation I'm giving you right now. <laughs> I have written down in my notes, also quadrant vacillation really doesn't seem healthy. Oh, no. For a relationship. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, yeah, troll, troll relationship dynamics in general don't seem to be very concerned with, like, longevity. That's no. true, because the species is all gonna, yeah. That's why moirils are important to reproduction and auspices, because otherwise they'd all kill each other. Yeah, um, but also um, there's got to be a, a endrangle these nuts joke in there somewhere. <laughs> God damn it! God fucking damn it! Honestly, if Homestuck had come out later, Dave would have just said that. Oh, absolutely. And Dangle um, These Nuts is absolutely a Dave Strider line. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Can't Rose just takes me. the troll book, the trashy romance smut. You must be out of your fucking mind if you think I want to know where you're going with this, me at Homestuck. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. 
Uh, Carcat starts drawing a chart, and Dave. Carcat uh, starts drawing a schedule for when romance happens, which is autistic mode number one. Yeah. And Dave starts uh, very uh, overtly black flirting with Carcat. Oh, yeah. This, this, the whole like back end of this section is just like, Jesus Christ. All right. You know what you're doing, right? You've got to know. I ship it i have written down in my notes these two should just get over themselves and kiss, kiss. already yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they they accidentally start doing some spirit writing which is how we get penis ouija yeah <laughs> dave's like Carcat, why are you drawing all these human penises how do you know what that looks like and then Carcat does. Uh, by the, the like, by the end of it, I believe it is heavily implied that Dave that. is holding Carcat's hand you, onto you the pen. You did that, not me. Stop. Yeah, because yeah, it, it starts with just Dave trying to get the pen out of Carcat's hand, and then they start accidentally drawing things together, and then Dave's into it, and then Carcat wants out. And Carcat could just let go of the pen, but he doesn't. Oh, there's also the bit before this happens when when Dave's like, dude, step away from my cape. And then he's like, whoa, I just said that and I meant it, <laughs> which I appreciate. I, I, I did. That did get a chuckle from me. This all ends up with uh, Carcat wrapped up in Dave's cape. Just kiss already. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Dave suplexes Carcat onto the table to get him out of it. That's the quickest way to get a bitch out of your cape. Just suplex a bitch. Yeah, the la- the the page we end on is Terezi calling everybody, being like, "Hey, bitches, stop your bullshit. We're approaching another dream bubble." By which I mean, go about your business as usual, I guess, unless you want to meet up here and check it out. Yeah, it is somewhat disappointing that, for as important as she is to this section, Terezi does not get a lot of time. What? A woman not having a voice in a love triangle? Groundbreaking. No. What? Crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's never happened before. Yeah. I I say this also knowing where Terezi is going and, like, things I really like happen with Terezi later on in Homestuck. It just sucks that she's not in this section a whole bunch because she is one of my favorite characters oh terezi's the best terezi is one of my favorite characters yeah. also kanaya doesn't get to say much in this also can yeah right like the most i mean i won't say the most interesting characters because i do think dave is a very interesting character and there right. is love in my heart for Carcat. but these very interesting and like dynamic characters With, are yeah, just kind of standing there yeah. While the boys fucking scramble their shit. Well, Rose, Rose has is to, explaining things to Yeah, Rose Dave, has to be like, the voice of the of the story and doesn't necessarily right, But like Yes, and all like especially that one because it's like presumably Rose and Kanaya have been doing this research together. Like how hard would it have been to tag team the explanation? Right. Nope. Too bad. So you know. Eh, not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Let's let these boys scream and do bullshit while the two competent women who are making shit actually happen just kind of stand around. Yeah, 
I will say the like fighting over the pen does feel right. like oh uh, okay like yeah these are 14 year old boys this is prime we're going to draw dicks on things age yeah yeah and we do get i totally didn't realize this we do get more from terezi in our next section good as my, we should my thought was that this is the all we see of the meteor crew during this section that is false but that brings us to the end of this reading I can't wait for Terezi to fucking snap back at this shit. Yeah, she doesn't. That's not what not right. what it's about. Well, it, maybe not now, but I hope at some point such a thing can happen. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. What are we reading next time? Next time, we are reading pages 4728 through 4816. We get to see the Ghostbusters 2 MMO. Oh, uh, no. We get to learn some more about those trolls that we've seen that we don't quite know who they are. Mm. Um, and uh, we get to an episode title I've been waiting to use since we started this podcast. As the next episode will be titled Death of the Author. Oh, boy. <laughs> Little little spoilers in there for you, but uh, yeah, I have little spoilers as a treat. Oh boy, we'll talk about it next time. Yep, that'll be like February twenty eighth. Nice. Hey, uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Tumblr at Serious Business Pod. We are on Twitter at Serious Bus Pod. You can find Ari on TikTok at Ghost in the Bathroom. Check out uh, Uncanny Productions on YouTube uh, for the, the wonderful Frankenfiles series. Uh, and give a listen to... Uh, Are we just plugging Death by Dying now? Is that Death what we're by, doing? I mean, we'll plug Death yeah. by Dying until your bit part comes out in the next episode. Okay, yeah. sounds great. I'll, I'll be sure to yell at Evan to yeah. make season two come out faster. Listen uh, to Death by Dying for Ari's upcoming bit part. Uh, you can leave us a review on your podcast app of choice uh, or your favorite copy pasta. We don't really mind. Um, Hell yeah. I think that is all of the normal announcements. Yep. Hell Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks for, thanks I for am listening. excited to get to this next episode because I'm just really excited to get into Act 6, Act 3 with you guys. Like, the meat yeah. and potatoes of the alpha session is coming, and we get some okay. nice crossover at, with the beta kids and the trolls. And, like, we get to learn about these other troll kids, the UUs, and <laughs> then the, also the other other troll kids. Ooh, ooh, and ooh, UU. Yep. And, uh,. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good be, time. It's going to be a time. There's good music. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Don't let me down. No problem. Are you saying that to me or to Andrew Hussey? Uh, both. As if Hussey hasn't already let As you if... down. <laughs> Hussey's let me down a number of times, and I'm still here for some fucking reason. <laughs> it's because you're our friend and you love us. Yeah, it's because I love you. Listener, hit next.